Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to OCA's Asia Town Voice. We're an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on here every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. OCA's Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Yin Tang, also known as DJ Bossy Lady. Bossy Bossy. And, <laughs> and that was uh, DJ Ghost Host Johnny and also on air with us is Madam President of OCA Cleveland Chapter, Lisa Wong, in the house. Does that mean she's the bossy, bossy, boss's boss? That's, oh my gosh, she's like mega boss. But I'm not bossy, right? <laughs> um, you, you can be. I mean, I could encourage you to be more bossy. So she could okay. be the mega bossy. Mega boss? Yes. Mega bossy lady. <laughs> Mega bossy, <laughs> Madam President. <laughs> I don't know. We got. Well, we got. We'll work on that one. So uh, before we talk about Little Rissa Lamb, um, she is doing a film, and unfortunately, we didn't have her on air. But uh, Lisa has lots of exciting things to say. We want to remind everybody that they're doing. Uh, the, I'm sorry. We at uh, WJCU is doing a pledge marathon to help raise money for this volunteer-based radio show. Johnny, do you have uh, more info about it? Sure, we do. Um, every year, once a year, during this time frame, they would like to they do a radio town to try to raise money for the station. The entire station is all volunteer based, and the money raised is being used to upgrade the system, to pay the electricity, and so on and so on. So everybody is encouraged to pledge and get involved. Um, if you pledge between ten to twenty five dollar, you get a letter of thank you and acknowledgement and a photo card from the staff. Twenty-five to forty dollar, you get a logo keychain from WJCU. It's one of the favorite thing to do to have. Between forty to sixty dollar level, you qualify a donor donor for a uh, different option. You can be uh, what do you call this special interest. You can be part of the, a DJ specials. Ooh. Um, be on air, talk with us. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And sixty dollars and up, you get a Radio Town 2016 team logo T-shirt in black or gray. Nice. And then, if you have a hundred dollars and up donation, you can be a show producer. Ooh. Sweet! For only a hundred dollars, I could produce a friggin' show. And for a one-hour guest co-host slot, where the donor can go. So yeah, you can be a you can be a bossy lady host and a, in a yes. different kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> I give you a, oh no, it's okay. If I'm bossy lady, Lisa's mega bossy lady, and a hundred dollar donor would become super mega Uber boss. Uber, super Uber, boss? No, Uber boss. <laughs> Uber boss, no. Uber boss. Uber is kind super of Uber. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like Godzilla, you know, we have Mothra. <laughs> we should go that way. We have like Godzilla level, then Mothra, and then um, Ultraman. Rodan was my favorite. Okay. <laughs> Rodan. That too. So yeah, uh, we we encourage all the listeners to try the best to to pledge to the radio, just because we know all of us all of us are doing this for free and volunteer base, and they definitely need to raise some money. And we've been told, and we hopefully we can break this uh, cycle that the uh, our radio show, even though we have enough listener, but usually we don't have anybody who pledge anything. So where do the people go? Can they do it at wjcu.org? Yes, they can do it at wjcu.org. And for anybody listening to Asian Town Voice, you can just go to our Facebook page and get let us know you're pledging, and we'll be happy to forward your information to them. Absolutely. And is, is this uh, – we could do it via PayPal, right? I believe so, yes. Because I think Alex, DJ Lexicon, said he did it through PayPal. Um, he's supposed to be on air with us today, but DJ Lexicon, where are you? <laughs> Did he say he had something for work? Maybe. No, I think it's. Yeah, I think he didn't. <laughs> no, he he's at a meeting, and his meeting's still going on. So Aww. he did tell us that. So I don't know. I think he's still sleeping. We're just gonna give him a hard time and say he's. No, sleeping. he texted me. Oh. He, he's texted me that he's still in his meeting. Okay. <laughs> so, so this time, this time he's not sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> this time. Yeah, you know it would be so much fun. If whoever donates $100, you can come and produce and sit with us and chat with us. It'll be so much fun. We, we invite you. It would be awesome. Yes. Um, <laughs> so once again, uh, go to our Facebook page. It is just uh, type in on Facebook the search bar OCA Asia Town Voice, and it'll come up. 
And uh, you'll probably see pictures of DJ Bossy Lady in the background with, um, I think, Ghost Host and DJ Lexicon and Mayor Brunswick. They, yeah. Ron Yes. Yes. And I just... We need to do one with, with Lisa too. We need to we need to do a new cover photo with with our Madam President of OCA Cleveland. And we also need <laughs> need another another DJ Ken to be on on, on the. Oh, that's too. true. You know what? I have not been on the same show with Ken since our original. <laughs> that's so sad. And you can hey, have maybe conversations next you may time be you maybe your secret identity. You become a super Ken. I mean, yeah, I'm super. <laughs> <laughs> this will be. <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, we're getting a little bit off topic here. Um, we do really try to bring you as much uh, Cleveland Asian diversity as we possibly can. I was born in China. Um, I'm mostly of a Chinese background. DJ Lexicon is Filipino. And uh, Ken Uehara is Japanese, of Japanese descent. Johnny Wu is um, Taiwanese, born in Panama. I mean, come on. Wait, you were actually born no, in Panama. No, born here, but uh, raised in Panama. Oh, so raised in Panama. Okay, sorry, I had that confused. And Lisa Wong, you're from Hong Kong, right? No, no. Actually, I'm a native Clevelander, born ABC. and raised here, Cleveland, Ohio. Oh. Yes, you can. I'm an ABC. Yes, American-born Chinese. I guess I meant like your your parents are from Hong Kong, right? Um, no, actually, my grandparents are all from Southern China. Oh. Um, my mother was born in China, raised in Hong Kong. My father was born in West West, West Virginia, oh. raised in Cleveland. Wow, that's but wow. our grandparents are all from Southern China, so I am 100% Chinese. Wow, descent. Cleveland Chinese, 100% American. <laughs> There's but, the uh, mega boss talking. Yep. Yes, <laughs> yes. Cleveland proud, proud of my hometown. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Well, you know, back on the diversity bit, we try to bring in uh, hosts, or I'm sorry, not hosts, but guests from like all walks of Asian life or somehow if they're related to the Asian community and they add to diversity. It's like, I mean, think Matt Richards, you know, he is very Caucasian, (laughs) but he spent 16 years of his life in Japan and he has a lot to say and he's very, you know, um, I don't know, I think the word's adamant? No, he's very, he's very involved with, you know, um, his Japanese pottery and his style, and he does a lot. And he represents it well, and he does a taiko drumming with Yume Daiko. Yes. And um, you know, in one of our previous episodes, we had Indian traditional uh, uh, dancer Antara Dada doing the uh, Katak dance with her academy. And we really try to pull as much as we can to give the listener you a diversity. Um, when you pledge the money to Radiothon, we don't see any of the money. This goes directly to funding operations at WJCU. So I think you should, you know really support it because if they don't do it then we don't do it and then asia town doesn't really have much of a radio voice so i think we're the only radio voice in cleveland for asian community yeah actually we are we are the only one (laughs) i'm i'm trying to think if there is anything marginal and i don't i think you're right but um uh, Johnny just texted me so we should invite Shoji to come talk and I think it's a great idea. I have reached out to Bev but unfortunately it was two years ago. Um, during that time uh, somebody they, they had something going on they were busy and they couldn't do Thursday so we can work around that with them. Yeah now um, we can, we can, we doing we can do it by uh, Skype too yes. so you make things very easy. Yes. So we're not getting any of this money. Um, it's easy for us. We just all Skype each other and poor Johnny has to edit it afterwards. <laughs> but <laughs> he's like I'm going to disappear cuz I don't have to go. He can do it in like just like that, right? No, no. Don't you wish I could just snap my finger like this and can make it work? Magic. No, it doesn't work like that. So than the rest of us. Um, <laughs> That's so on possible. On to the next topic. Um, you could also just go to wjcu.org and uh, search for Radiothon or just type in Google WJCU Radiothon. And uh, please do pledge because we're really grateful that WJCU gives us this voice to represent Asia Town. And we have a lot of fun doing this, so we would like the station to remain. And uh, we really appreciate you listeners, you know, tuning in every week as well. Um, of course, uh, before we talk too much about us, I want Lisa. She has a friend, Larissa Lamb, and she's a filmmaker. And uh, Lisa, you were telling us that she has a new film coming out. Right. Well, actually, she's um, more known as a singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. She's a performer from L.A., and um, I think she's on her fourth album right now. Wow. But she, um, you know, I think her husband's family had um, this notion that they didn't really know their background, and they wanted to research it a little. And they thought they would end up in China, but instead 
they end up in Cleveland, Mississippi. So even though, you know, this is Cleveland, Ohio, and this movie is called Finding Cleveland, hmm. it's about Cleveland, Mississippi. <laughs> so we are, um, we're helping to screen this short documentary film called Finding Cleveland. It's going to be on Sunday, February 7th at 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock. So it's, it's a doc- documentary short. It's only about 12 minutes. But we're going to have some Q&A, some discussions with um, the director, which is Laura Salam, and the producer. Um, he's also, his name is, uh, he's known as Hip Hop Artist Only One. Hmm. Is oh, that like a play on? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, is it a play on Obi-Wan? No? No. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a play on being the only one, but one is spelled W-O-N. Mm-hmm. And so he's. He's got um this dim sum parody dim sum song, which actually he did post on the Facebook event page for finding our finding Cleveland screening. So you can probably find it there when Lewa posted the dim sum hours just so that people knew if they wanted to come in at three, dim sum um, usually ends at three. But I think if they order ahead of time, they might be still be able to get dim sum you know, at the restaurant at three when we start. So, but then they, you know, he posted the video there. So if you want us to check out that video, um, I think it won some awards. Oh, sweet. And then I'll, I'll post some videos on Larissa Lamb so people can get an idea if they don't, if they're not familiar with her music. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, is, I, I think it, I, you call it, categorize it, pop music, right? Or Well, maybe we can post it on the that? Asia Town Voice page too like pin it to the top yeah we can do that um, right, uh to yeah. the sunday uh once we aired the show that we should we, be able to do it yeah well, we can put this whole event up there now that all of her videos should be on that event page mm-hmm. um she has a twitter she has an instagram she has a facebook page um i also found some videos of her doing um some voice lessons Hmm. that I found were interesting. I didn't I didn't see them all, but I saw that she um posted some of these. And so I think that's very interesting, you know, for for an Asian American to have such a powerful voice. Mm-hmm. I think is really I think it's amazing cuz I you know, I can't sing. So Well, can we play some of her stuff? You know somebody I can think sing. Johnny uh yeah. Jason <laughs> Wayne can sing very well. What? We should uh yeah, um, if you check out impressed. his uh, Christmas uh, uh, comedy sh- video that he has made, he also, he sings in the background. Are you serious? Yeah. Jason Wong. Wang. Well, he, he was very adamant about pronouncing his last name correctly when I interviewed him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have to. <laughs> Otherwise, he's going to be listening to this and I'm going to get a call and be like, Yin, you didn't say my name right. <laughs> be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> But no way, that's crazy. Yeah, um, he sings. Well, maybe we could share one of his videos uh, along with uh, Only One, the hip cape. Or, yep. <laughs> well, uh, we will also show uh, play some of the, uh, some of the, some of the uh, Lorraine. Uh, Larissa right. Lambs. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to play some Larissa Lamb uh, songs, some from a recent album, I believe it's from. Yeah. Awesome. Um, okay, so on to pop culture and Asian things going on. And speaking of Jason and Johnny, Johnny, uh, what tickets are you giving away? In well, the- uh, starting this week, if you go to listen to our show and you're interested, you should go to our Facebook page and tell, let, them, let us know why you should win a pair of tickets to the Cleveland Wizard World Comic Con 2016. So the... Uh, the Cleveland, the Wizard World Comic Con Cleveland is happening on February 26, 27, 28. Over 300,000 people will be there. And so we're going to give away a pair of tickets to go either Friday or Sunday. So you can check it out. Uh, I'll be there with my 10 by 30 feet long uh, space of my promoting my Doctor Who fan film. And I'm also going to be doing a workshop about how to make a fan film. And Yin will also be there as Urza Scarlet. Oh, wow. Evans armor. So make sure that we're going to have everybody clear the space for your wings. 
Yes, yes. Uh, my wingspan is seven foot long, and I kind of regret not making collapsible wings because they're kind of a pain in the butt to transport. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to go back and repair them because I damaged them the last, last no! time I tried. It's okay. It's just the yes. one wing is kind of like it's droopy a little because it was a really windy day and it kind of pulled it a little, but it'll be okay. Okay. Sorry, Lisa. I remember when I remember when you and you were first making them and you weren't concerned about the full span. You said, well, I'll just bring it to the Cleveland Asian Festival and finish it there. Yeah. <laughs> put it around. I was like, yeah. Well, okay. So my original design was I was going to have like this cardboard back and I was going to have these notches that I could slide the wings into. And that was my idea. But when I tried it like on a smaller scale, like they wouldn't stay in place and they kept moving and they kept like falling out. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make it all one piece. It was supposed to save me a headache then because I was running out of time because I'd order more material. <laughs> but, uh, but now I'm wondering if I should have not done that, you know, make, made them separate pieces and then slide them in. So, so <laughs> yes, yes. Fun, fun times cosplaying. <laughs> yeah. But um, anybody else going to be cosplaying there, Johnny, that we should look for? Well, um, Jason and I, we both going to be Monkey King. From the present and the, you know, you. the TARD is gonna be bringing us together. That's why there'll be two of us. What? And then uh, we also yeah. gonna have uh, Star Wars uh, characters, Ren and Finn. Woo! Who's gonna cosplay them? Uh, Steve Morgan and Rebecca Hannon. I don't know them, but I guess I will when we go. And yes, so will you, you listener, if you win yeah. a raffle. And you're so, going to see a TARD- we're going to have a TARDIS there. We're going to have an inside the TARDIS uh, console, uh, Whipping Angels. Um, I'll probably going to have my hoverboards with me too. Yeah, the hoverboards? Mm-hmm. I don't know why people call them hoverboards because you're not really hovering. I exactly. call them scooters. They're supposed to be called a two-wheel Electric. scooters. But yeah, people call them hoverboards. It's easy to pronounce, I guess. But they're scooters. <laughs> exactly. Motorized scooters. I call them scooters. But um, back to the raffle. How does the listener participate in the raffle to win these tickets? Well, very simple. Uh, starting now till before the February 21st, um, you basically go to our page and tell us why you should win this pair of tickets. Uh-huh. And then we run the link and select a winner. Uh-huh. So a short-form essay or a long-form essay? Short-form essay. <laughs> you just had to tell us very shortly why, why you deserve those tickets. Lisa, you're the president. You can read all the essays. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Make sure they're nice, short, and concise to yeah. the point. Um, no more than five per- sentences in the oh paragraph. Wow, yeah. you are like mega lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting a lot of entries here. She's <laughs> like, I'm going to be up all night reading these. <laughs> and make sure there's no profanity or stuff like that. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, you'll be disqualified. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So, um, speaking of raffles and competitions, um, the Cleveland Asian Festival is doing something new this year. Uh-huh. Um, we are bringing a K-pop cover dance competition. Okay, let me say that again a little more dramatically. The Cleveland Asian Festival in 2016 will be bringing a K-pop cover dance competition! Okay, we're going to have to try that again. So Not not today, but maybe like next time. But here's the exciting thing. Um, K-pop is a huge part of Korean culture. And we want the excitement here. We want the excitement in Cleveland. Now, the thing is, we can't actually invite a K-pop group, number one, because, well, they charge like millions of dollars. Um, and two, security could be kind of an issue. And our festival is more of a family theme, not so much as, you know, people come and scream and dance and K-pop, K-pop. But we do want the energy from all of these uh, K-pop groups. So we also want to give back, most importantly, to the Cleveland community. Um, I mean, hey, what college student doesn't want to do K-pop? Okay, well, what K-pop loving college student doesn't want to do K-pop? And guess what? There's a cash prize. Now, uh, we're working out the final details, so I'm not, we're not going to announce exactly how much the cash prize is. But it is open. Um, this competition is open to people all across the U.S., legal citizens, 18 or over, or at least one member of the group has to be 18 or over. Um, or you can get a parent to represent you. And essentially, just to give you an idea, you would have to upload a video of your K-pop cover onto YouTube as private and then email us the link. So then the Cleveland Asian Festival Executive Committee will review and select their top 20 favorite, and then the voting will be uh, taking place online on Facebook. So just to give you an idea, a couple of uh, requirements the K-pop cover band group of the people performing have to be between three to ten people, and your piece can be a mashup. There are limits on, you know, how long the mashups are, 
but the total dance cover dance routine should not be um, less than or more than between. It should be between three to five minutes long. So that's uh, that's just to give you an idea. And just you know, make sure you like Cleveland Asian Festival on Facebook, and make sure you go to our website, clevelandasianfestival.org, and more in- information will be dropping right after the Lunar New Year on February eighth. What? Okay. <laughs> um, anything that I'm missing about this, uh, Lisa and Johnny? I don't think so. I think you got it all covered. Yeah. The boss lady is always good at this. Kind of exciting! K pop cover dance competition! Yeah. Actually, to a little story. I brought the new um, cards for the Cleveland Asian Festival home, and my daughter looked at them. She said, K pop, all the kids at school love K pop. Wow. They're going to be so excited. And, and they even love the colors of the card. Yes. You know, both, both my kids said, it's it's great. And they're like, oh, this is so cool. It's better, better than the, just a plain guitar. And they, said, they even said, like, well, last year, they go, oh, the lime color, that was, that was the coolest color. All the other ones before, they thought it was a little bit dry. So, yeah. But they're really excited about the colors of this card. Well, wait, well, they're going to bring this I think this, this, this design is more dis- for t- targeted to, uh, to the younger generation. So um, we're really excited with it. If you guys want to be a part of our mailing list to learn more about the K-pop competition when the deets drop, okay, I sound, I feel really weird because I'm too old to be using the word deets. When the details drop, make sure you go to ClevelandAsianFestival.org and fill out our form to be on our mailing list, and we will let you know exactly how much money you'll be winning as first, second, third, or any of the finalists. We haven't promote, promote a little uh, business card advertisement thing on Facebook, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> Uh, you mean the cover, the cover image? Yeah, we yes, haven't done but that yet. We have. This is the first time you're hearing about any details about the K-pop competition. Exactly. You guys are yeah. first. Yes, absolutely. Um, we're we're trying to keep it under wraps until we f- can figure it out. Um, uh, we are hoping to drop the information on the 12th of February. So yes, and Lunar New Year is the 8th. So less than a week from the Lunar New Year, we're hoping to get everything up there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a short break. Um, Johnny, woo, the ghost host. He's going to play you some music, and then we're going to come back, and Madam President, Mega Bossy Lady, is going to tell us about some upcoming events. And um, let's see, for the rest of this episode, uh, I was recently in New Orleans, and I visited the National World War II Museum. I'm just going to talk briefly about some of the things I saw. Um, I actually really hate war. So I, I didn't enjoy myself as much as my husband did, but I have to admit, it was a very well-put-together museum, and I did enjoy it somewhat, despite all the, you know, it's a war. Um, and it was very educational. So uh, we'll catch you in a couple minutes. I discovered a love, discovered a love I can't ignore. A powerful love, yeah, worth waiting way, way, way,
think that you're so clever with every compliment. You're pretty confident, and with your sleight of hand, you think that you've gained total command. I hate to spoil your appetite. I'm not fooled by your hype. I know something's not right. You try to show up. So you could wear me down. You offered words of comfort to lower my guard with the emotional card. You prey on my desire. You do what is required to make me play with fire. You may be very surprised that I have survived all the things that you tried. See, I piece together the clues.
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to OCA's Asia Town Voice, an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on here every Sunday evening from 7 to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. OCA's Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And just a quick reminder, ladies and gentlemen, WJCU is doing their annual Radiothon, so please, please donate and show support. Um, we're not getting any of this money. We're all volunteers. This money will go directly towards operations to, you know, pay the electric bills, um, update equipment, and to make sure that this station stays on air. All righty. And uh, how to donate, you can go to our Facebook page. There's a link there. Um, uh, just go to Facebook and search for OCA Asia Town Voice or just Asia Town Voice, and it'll come up. Or you can go to wjcu.org, and you can find the Radiothon information right there. All right. Lisa Wong, I'm going to turn it over to you for upcoming events. So since it's Lunar New Year time, we have a number of Lunar New Year events. Um, many people do call them call it Chinese New Year, as it's more known that way, but it's actually the Lunar New Year. So we're going to start off on Friday, February 5th. I've got two events here listed. If you know of any more, just let us know. Go to our website or email president at osagc.org to submit your event, your Chinese or Lunar New Year event. So we got... um. From 6 to 9, we have a Chinese New Year dinner and concert with Larissa Lam and only one at the Riverwood Chapel in Kent, Ohio. It's free admission, so that means free dinner, concert. And I hear from last year that it was a very good concert. So if you're in the Kent area or you want to see Larissa Lam do a full concert, um, check that out. And then from 6 to 8, um, if you're in the Akron area, the Akron Art Museum has a Chinese New Year um, dinner party. Um, I believe it's $9 if you um, RSVP in advance, $12 at the door. This is um, presented by the Confucius Institute of the University of Akron. So, you know, if you go to our website, ocagc.org, you can click on the links and they'll lead you to the web pages for those sites or give you more information. And then Saturday... February 6th, um, from 10 to 12 noon, the Chinese Academy of Cleveland is doing their Chinese New Year celebration at the Shaker Heights Middle School in Shaker, Ohio. Um, you have to RSVP, and we have the phone number um, and the name right there on our website. Also, on Saturday the 6th, we have 1 p.m., um, a lion dance performance to celebrate the Year of the Monkey at the Pearl of the Orient in Rocky River. And you'll need reservations to make sure you have a table because I hear it gets packed whenever the Quan Lion Dance performs. And then at seven in the evening at the, I think it's Vaughn Asian Bistro in Crocker Park, they also have having a lion performance. And there'll be a number to call for that one if you need reservations for dinner because most likely dinner's is more packed than lunch. So, and then we have Yellowtail on February 6th from seven to nine. They're doing their annual Lunar New Year celebration. Um, it's in Akron, Ohio. And Yin, you have more details on that one, right? Yes, uh, no reservations needed. Um, uh, I guess you could make reservations. They, they get pretty full, but it's never like completely packed because they have a lot of seating. They have private rooms as well. Um, Yin Tang Dance will be performing and there'll be games, uh, little prizes given away. I know last year, like, all kids were invited up, and they, they played a different version of musical chairs, and they had, like, this guessing game, and they had, like, a scavenger hunt that they did, and they gave away little prizes and everything. Um, but my favorite part is the chocolate fountain. <laughs> so oh. I know, not very Chinese, but I mean, who could pass up a chocolate fountain? Um, that's it. Um, and then well, we have some more events on Sunday. So we do have the Kwan Lion Dance at Asian Town Center at 12 noon. So I know everyone's always asking, like, when's the Lunar New Year event? Because they usually have a two-day event, but they're not doing a full-out two-day event. They're they're gonna, but they are gonna have a lion dance at 12 noon, and there might be a dragon dance later on in the afternoon. 
that will be announced on our Facebook page, OCHC's Facebook page, you know, if that's, like that's going to happen. Ding, it's ding-worthy. It's totally a cool thing. So, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and then one more. One more. Is this well, the Cavs game one? A few more. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, we'll mention that one, too. So, well, Sunday, this February 7th, from 2 to 9, there is a um, Chinese New Year celebration at the Cleveland Contemporary Chinese Cult Culture Association in Solon. Actually, Yin probably has more information on that one as well. <laughs> um, okay. In past years, it's usually Sundays. Um, so this year will be Sunday, February 7th. And it will be 2 o'clock to about 10 o'clock in the evening. And from about 2 to 5 o'clock is when they well, – actually, 2.30. It's about 2.30 to about 5 o'clock. They have their um, performances. And they don't invite, you know, lion dances or dragon dances because these are all the kids – and the dance classes that are performing, and that's a two and a half hour long performance. So I mean, if and they don't even take a break. So if you can sit through that, I mean, wow. <laughs> and then so it's free. The performance is free. Um, the programs, everything. Just go have a great time. Look at some, um, <clears throat> excuse me, some Chinese culture. And then afterwards, there is dinner. Um, you have to buy your tickets ahead of time because they they need to order them. Um, you can either email cccca underscore bod, which is board of directors. So cccca underscore bod at yahoo.com and ask about the tickets in the past they've been like seven dollars for adults and five dollars for kids they might have gone up a little i'm not 100 percent sure but essentially you get like you know just um uh, like a takeout meal from one of the restaurants that are sponsors um they do like a discount with the school and then um there's games for kids to play there's like hoops that you can shoot there's uh well there's prizes because you collect tickets it's like a Chuck E. Cheese's that they do and you collect tickets and you go get prizes <laughs> and then for the adults then there's like two different um they might have combined it they have like a kids dance hour and then later on the adults come out and they do like a dance too so kind of like slow dances and waltzing but yeah that's that okay great and then we have our our event on Sunday February seventh from three to five a meet and greet with Larissa Lamb Ooh. and only one re-screening of their new documentary short called Finding Cleveland. It's going to be at Liwa Restaurant in Asia Plaza at 2999 Payne Avenue in Cleveland, Ohio. And that's free. You, We just need to know how many people are coming so that we make sure we have seating for everyone. And it should be a good time. And she might even perform for us. So, you know, if you want to see the full concert Friday and then come do a personal meet and greet with her, um, this will be your chance. And check out this uh, uh, film. It's 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 a story about one family um, finding, you know, their history, but also it talks about the Chinese Exclusion Act because mm -hmm. not too many people know about that. At one point in U.S. history, it was the only time that there was a law that excluded a, a certain group of people. So, mm -hmm. you know. And they, they deemed it about... unconstitutional and it was repealed. Yes. And yeah, eventually. Yes. Uh, let's not talk about politics because there's a certain somebody that everybody talks about that. Okay, let's just, okay, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> this should be a fun meet and greet event. Um, and actually, so at seven, if you stick around, there's going to be a lion dance performance. So, the Kwan family lion dance will perform. Um, at Liwa Restaurant, at it should be at seven o'clock. I don't the know how they evening. do it. And they, I, I, those poor yeah. guys are so tired at the end of the season. They're like everywhere. <laughs> yes, I think that day because this is actually the Lunar New Year Eve. Mm -hmm. I think they have a lot of performances in there. So even with you know, I'm looking at this calendar. So you know, Larissa Lamb's from three to five, but then the Quan family. They're performing at three at the House of Hunan in Medina. Yes. And then they're going to be at Bolong at five o'clock. And then they'll be at Liwa at 7 p.m. So these guys, oh my gosh, I have to give them credit. Mm -hmm. They're doing so many performances. They're traveling from all over, you know, the city. And they do a fabulous show. You know, they're, they're just, they have so much energy. And very professional. And yes. Very professional show. They've been doing this for a long time. And it, it's cute. They have... They're also training um, a younger team. Yeah. So you're going to see the big dragon. The baby uh, dragon. Lion, sorry. <laughs> and then the baby lion. You know. So, and then, you know, the cute factor of that is just cute. 
Yes. That was micro. Mm-hmm. Micro dragon. No, no. Okay, I'm trying to merge the term micro fashion because we're trying to do a micro fashion for the Cleveland Asian Festival. Um, don't tell anybody yet because we don't know if it's going to happen because little kids get shy and they kind of run off stage at the last minute. So we're just going to like surprise people yeah. if it happens, you know, because, you know, little kids, they want to do it, but then, you know, they're shy. So maybe we can get like, I don't know, 10 of them to hold hands and do it as a group. Anyway, I'm just talking out loud. So, <laughs> so that's all for Lunar New Year Eve and Lunar New Year Day. We've got, we'll just list some events because in case, you know, just so that, you know, you can plan out your time ahead of time. It is a so Lunar New Year Day. It is Monday, February 8th. So I know a lot of people are working or maybe some people will take off that day so they can like celebrate. But the Quan Family Lion Dance, even though they've had a full day of performances, <laughs> they're going to be at it again. So they're going to be at 12 noon. They're going to be at, the, at John Carroll in University Heights. Yes. And then they're going to go to Halfway Ground in Shaker Heights to do a performance at their upper school. And then Monday from 5.30 to 7.30, Motivations for Cleveland is having their annual Lunar New Year dinner at Liwa in Asia Plaza. It's $30 per person. You have to make your reservations in advance. Um, and it's a 10-course meal. So you're having, you know, usually when they do like these lion performances at Liwa, you have a shorter menu. Just because the restaurant is packed, you have to get the food out. Everyone wants to be, you know, have their dinner before the performance. So it's a shorter menu. But if you want the full shebang, you want to reserve with motivations and you get that 10 course meal and you'll be done before the line dance performance. Sweet. And then we have a special announcement that we just, um, you know, got. And at 7 o'clock, you know, the Cavs are playing, Cleveland yes. Cavaliers are playing the Sacramento Kings. They're going to have, the first time in the NBA, a Chinese New Year celebration. I heard that the cheerleaders... By, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Oh, it's sponsored or presented by ZTE at Quicken Loans Arena. Okay, Yin, you have some... The cheerleaders? <laughs> yes, I heard the cheerleaders <laughs> all bought traditional qi pao or changshan from um, the Sisters oh, Gift oh. Shop at Asia Plaza. So during halftime, or maybe it was like beginning, I don't remember. I heard this because my dad was the one who brought the cheerleaders there. Don't know what to say about that. But anyway, <laughs> so the cheerleaders all are going to be wearing traditional Asian dresses. And I don't think they're actually going to cheer because if you've ever put on a traditional Asian dress, you find that you can't move around very well. They're very form-fitting. But I think they're probably just going to, you know, do something short, simple, wave their pom-poms. Maybe like a really short dance kit if they bought the shorter dresses. I don't know. I'm trying to picture this in my head. I mean... I, I, used to I could see, <laughs> I could see, there's a, there's a cute little outfit at the Three Sisters store mm-hmm. that I've been eyeing, but I don't think I could pull it off. So. <laughs> they probably the bought the cuter, shorter ones. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. Because, I mean, they're cheerleaders. They wear short skirts. I mean, that's like a staple, right? I wonder if the yeah. guy cheerleaders bought anything. That would be really cool, too. Like, okay. Yeah, uh, never mind. All right. Yeah, anyway, we'll see. Don't forget <laughs> to tune in, ladies and gentlemen. That is, yes, yes, yes. We'll have more details um, if we get them. I'm sure we will. So you can go check that out on our uh, OCAGC website. It's listed there. And I think that's all we have for Lunar New Year Day. I'm sure more will come and we'll post them as we get them. Awesome. Okay. Did you have anything to add? Yeah, Johnny, you might have a little bit more to add. Oh, no. The ghost host faded into the ethereal realm once more. That's that's (laughs) We must light some incense. (laughs) We have to light some incense and call him back. Wait, I think he really is gone. Johnny? Yes. <laughs> He's just hiding. <laughs> I was just listening. I just make fun of you guys. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> but, anything to add to the event? Uh, should we talk about the Cavs or the Cavalier or you already did? She did. Okay, because I didn't know oh, I was paying attention. That's what you're going to add. <laughs> no, That's what I, I, was a, if you, I did not pay attention to that, so... So I just want to say that um, when we went to the India Republic Day dinner, there was a really interesting skit. Um, okay, well, very I really enjoyed it a lot. Interesting because it, it enamored me. And it was a story about um, how India was founded. And the Cleveland Museum of Art, um, they, they made these giant puppets. And I can't remember all the characters' names. Um, I think one of them was like 
Kushintala. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But uh, but anyway, so the story is about how India was founded. And, you know, Sujato, the president of uh, FICA, the Federation of Indian Communities Association, was saying how India was actually a mistake. It was like a Columbus who was looking for um, India and and sorry, I forgot what she said exactly. So I'm just going to skip over that. But she was telling us about the country and how it was originally called Bharat, and that's B-H-A-R-A-T. And it was um, the story about his mother had met uh, his father. They fell in love. And then his father had to go back to his home because he was visiting from out of town. And uh, they missed each other. And the, his mother was not a very good host to this cross old man who's kind of like um, like a wizard of sorts. And he got mad and cursed her and said, whoever she's thinking of, you know, he's going to forget you. And then he felt bad. And he said, well, if he ever gave you anything, then maybe you know, you could remember him, but, in, you know, she had a ring that was given to her by her husband, and later she found out she was pregnant, so she went to go see the father, but she dropped the ring, and then it was a whole big story about, like, how he didn't remember her, she became upset and went to go live in the woods, and then the fish had swallowed the ring, and a fisherman, local fisherman, caught the fish and uh, showed the ring to the man that gave it to her, and he suddenly remembers her and goes to look for her. And during that time, she had already given birth to a little boy, um, named him Bharat, and, you know, uh, the father met the son and took him to his mother, and they became reunited. And the story is this, this boy, this child, became um, the strong leader that united all of India into one country. So oh. I really, really enjoy that. And imagine these giant puppets that these people wore on their shoulders, like, looming overhead. It was really cool. I enjoyed it a lot. It's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, you two weren't there. Ah. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I like, I was to chip in, and I remember you guys. I was there with Debbie and Mike and uh, Suyan. No, and... I was not there. So, yes, yes, you were not. Uh, that's okay. But um, but speaking of things, um, I was recently in New Orleans, New Orleans or Nolens, however you want to call it. But um, they had the National World War II Museum there, and a lot of people are asking why why is the museum there? And luckily, you know, we stayed at Airbnb. Um, our host is a Marine, and he was telling us that in order to win uh, D-Day, that they needed boats to, you know, efficiently, like, land on the banks. They needed boats that could go into shallow water. And New Orleans, there's a, I can't remember the, the man's name who made these boats. He is his boats that helped them win um, the invasion, in, in Europe, not the invasion, but, like, helped them, you know, uh, do very well in Europe when they landed on D-Day. So... We went, and in particular, I found this very interesting uh, when we visited. They had a special exhibit, and it was called Road to Tokyo. And for me, you know, growing up here in schools here, I learned a lot about what happened in Europe during World War II. I learned about Hitler, um, Mussolini, and I learned about, you know, uh, chasing into Siberia and everything. But what we didn't learn very much about was what happened with Japan and the other side of the country, like the Asian side. Um, you know, there's movies made about Pearl Harbor, and then they kind of just jumped and skipped the story to when they when they uh, bombed um Japan and then crash landed in China. I'm talking about the movie. And then they uh, dropped the A-bomb. And there wasn't much going on on the details of what actually happened. And it was very educational for me. Um, I, I'm going to say this as a precursor. I really enjoy myself at the museum, but I absolutely hate war. And a part of me was like very scarred after going there. Um, but I do appreciate the education imparted on me. Uh, my husband enjoyed it a lot, but he's looking at it mostly from a historical standpoint. I'm like, I'm looking at it all the lives that are lost and just war is just dumb and stupid. But, um, what happened, apparently there was a very crucial battle, the battle midway and the Americans are, uh, outnumbered. The Japanese had these huge, um, what did they call them? They were like these, these warships essentially. And the Americans preemptively, uh, sent out a fake transmission saying that they needed some supplies on an island and the Japanese actually replied back to confirm their suspicions of where they are and where they're going to attack next. So preemptively, this um, one officer sent his, his planes, his fighter pilots out, and they were just kind of flying over the ocean hoping to run into these uh, warships, these Japanese warships, and they, they were about to run out of fuel. Well, one of them saw... I can't remember the name, but the last warship trailing behind and, and, and traveling very fast. So he's like, oh, that must be where they are. So they went, and uh, that was the very crucial battle that helped them win the Pacific. Um, 
And from there, there were a series of islands by New Zealand and uh, Australia, and they island hopped essentially, like taking every other one, especially the smaller, weaker ones, because uh, the Japanese in World War II used them to replenish the major bases that they had. And it's, yeah, it is a very clever uh, strategy that they use, uh, because when America started out in the Pacific, especially after Pearl Harbor, they were the underdogs, and it was, they were like, oh, there's no way we can win against the Japanese. Um, but you know, it, it turned the tides. Um, and something else I learned that was very interesting. One of the, the cities where they dropped the A-bomb was not the first, was it? Uh, I can't remember, but you know, I'm actually getting kind of upset because we're talking about war, but I'm just saying that when I visited the World War II Museum, I was really glad to see some attention paid to that part of the world. Um, I was very un undereducated about that. I mean, I knew, <clears throat> excuse me, I mean, everybody knows about Hiroshima and Nagasaki and, uh, you know, um, terrible things occurred. And everybody knows about Pearl Harbor or how, you know, China and America were allied at the time. But nobody really knew very much. I never really learned the details about what occurred, at least not nearly as much in comparison with how much I learned about what went on in Europe with Hitler in particular. Uh, so it was, um, it was I, I guess, refreshing is, is a good term to, to shed some light on that. But, um, but we're going to keep it light. Maybe we could talk about this like, here and there as, I, as more information comes back to me. But, um, but yeah. I just figured I would share that experience because, after all, it's a National World War II museum. Yeah. Oh, so I think Lisa forgot one event coming up too. Ooh, what's it? So, um, actually, so in the Asian community, many years ago, um, you might remember Dave and Fran Namkoon. So Dave Namkoon, um, he's a former OCA board member. He's also a former National. Um, executive board member, um, and he's he's done so much for Shaker Heights and the community. He's writing. He well, he wrote a memoir, and he's going to have his book launch and signing at the Shaker Heights Library on Sunday, February fourteenth at two two o'clock, two to three o'clock. So if you want to meet Namcoon, David Namcoon and hear him talk about his memoir. Um, come to the Shaker Heights Library. It's a free event, but you do need to register. There is a link um, on our Facebook page. We have an event page set up for, for that. And you can sign up. The room only holds about 50. So if you're interested in learning more about David Namakoon, about writing mem memoirs, um, and learning about his history. So his family is well known in Korea. So I'll read the description here. It says, so the title of the book is From Chosun to Freedom, The Trek of the Namcoons. So David is well known in his involvement in civic affairs in Shaker Heights and in the Cleveland Asian community. He's also you know, the founder of APAF, the Asian, American, Asian Pacific American Federation, many years ago when that was the only, um, it was like an umbrella group of about 12 Asian American organizations and you know, they help all these groups grow um, and, work, you know, they do a lot of projects and they work together. And it's sad that it's sort of disbanded. And but from that, we have Asian Pacific American Heritage Month and they do celebrate it um, at City Hall and many other um, places around Cleveland. And now we celebrate it with the Cleveland Asian Festival to celebrate Asian Ooh. Pacific American Heritage Month. Right. Yes. So. But this event will be really special because Fran and Dave have done so much for the Asian American community. And there's so much history um, with David and his family. And, you know, he's been writing this memoir since he retired from NASA. He, he actually is, you know, an aerospace. He was an aerospace engineer at NASA. So he was that true rocket scientist guy, you know, that everyone calls people, engineers who work at NASA. <laughs> so even though, like, you know, Wayne works at NASA. He's not a rocket scientist. But David Nim really <laughs> So he's a sweet guy. You know, you, 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 gotta, you gotta meet him if you haven't met him. So, you know, here's a story. The first time I saw Fran and Dave Namkoon, I didn't know who they were. I was a student at Cleveland State University. So in their, um, 
in the basement level of the student center was this place called the Shire having, I think it was a Venus dance party, a student party, right? So I went down to the Shire because it was later in the evening and everything else was closed and I wanted to get something to eat. So I'm at, you know, I'm on my food, but I look and I see, I see this older couple dancing away with the young people. I'm like, now that's what I want to do when I get age. <laughs> Little did I know, years later, I would know them very, very well. <laughs> they got me pulled to the board of OCA. I was, I told them like, you know, they were doing a newsletter at the time. It was a bi-monthly newsletter. And I said, here, you know, I can help you with that. They go, oh, Lisa can help us with that. Next thing you know, was producing the letter. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's my little story on how I met Fran and Dave. They're a real great couple. And this would be a great time to uh, um, see them again. Yeah. Yes. Because they were in the community so much that, but they've recently, I mean, they retired, retired from, you know, because they've done so much volunteer work. And so they've been retired, and I guess he's been concentrating on his memoirs. And this would be a great time to uh, read about his accomplishments. Yes. Pick up the book. And yeah, you might enjoy this because, you know, I think his, uh, his writing consultant is going to talk about the writing process him. and publishing yeah. a memoir. Maybe we can invite him to the show. Ooh. Yeah, we could. Should do it. Lisa? All yeah. right. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe next week? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Well, next but, week is uh, we have our uh, on. One. Technically, it's it's Oin, but she has people call her Juan. Um, Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, we are reaching the top of our hour. Thank you so much for tuning in, and remember, please donate to WJCU's Radiothon so they can keep, you know, providing many voices with many choices to you, the listener. And uh, have a great evening. Bye bye. (laughs) 